to a well-built podcast from Biltwell Bank. I'm Don Griffin, Biltwell's Executive for Human Resources, and today I'm glad to be able to serve as your host. Biltwell has a goal to be the local economic engine that drives growth in the communities we serve. We also have a goal for you, our listeners, to gain knowledge about current events in banking, to answer some of your most common financial questions, and to connect with our communities in a meaningful way. If you miss an episode, you can access all the episodes from our archive library available on our website, builtwell.bank, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. It's my pleasure today to welcome Mitch Sanford. Mitch is the president of Biltwell Bank. Good afternoon, Mitch. Good afternoon, Don. We're glad to have you today. And the topic that we're going to look at today is starting a new business. Yeah. Um, that, that sounds exciting and frightening all at the same time. Both? So, uh, yes. you know, where does someone start that actually wants to, to start a business? Yeah. Um, it, and listen, as we dive into this, I, I'm going to ask you to help me kind of stay on track because th- okay. this is this is one of those topics that you and I could talk about pretty much the rest of the afternoon, okay. really. And and um, be, because it, it can be different depending on the type of business. Mm-hmm. Um, but but at the same time, what I'd like to stay focused on is sort of that the common things that I have seen from the banker's perspective. And, right. and let me make sure I, I, I say that to our listeners that I, I am giving this from the banker's perspective. Okay. Right. Um, so here's here's where i i would tell anyone no matter what it is to to start um and and listen i have had over the years people just w- with a thought with an idea and they start coming talking to me about you know w- with this very glimmer of an idea and and then they kind of want my thoughts mm-hmm. and i've had someone walk into my office who who kind of already has the business started and now they want to talk to the banker, uh-huh. right? So, so as as I we talk about this, I'm going to sort of talk about it from the standpoint of that potential business owner. They've got this idea, this thought mm-hmm. of, of this business, and so where do they start? Okay, right. So, bef- it's really just how's it going to work best if we think through these things to get it started and go forward from again from a banker's perspective, from the banker's perspective, and again. Most of what we will talk in in this episode today, you haven't even talked to your banker yet. Again, un- unless unless they're a resource for you to sort of gather some information. But but again, we're not even going to talk about today what you need to bring for that loan request or whatever. Okay. We're not even going to get there. Okay, well that that'll be another one. But today we're not going to get there. So here here's where I would say to to, to any business owner, do your research. Okay. Do your research. And and here's here's why I say that. I'm a banker, right? I don't make widgets. I don't sell widgets, right? So when you come to me with a business idea and and you're not the expert in that particular area, you don't know all you need to know about that, then from the banker's perspective, I'm going Gosh, you know, I don't think they really understand, you know, that market, that product, whatever, because they haven't done their research. Okay. So 
It is imperative as you're thinking about starting this business to do your research. What is the product or service you're looking to offer, mm-hmm. right? What is that? And uh, <laughs> the, the, the next comment I'd make, I don't mean to be offensive to anyone, but but you need to be honest with yourself and maybe ask some people that, that you feel comfortable that will be honest with you. Is the product or service that you would like to, you know, make or provide, is it good? Right? Is it good? Um, just because you you can make it or you can buy it or you can resell it, is it a good product? Okay. Right? And then the second piece is, what's the market for that product? Mm. Right? I'll give you an example on this up. I've told this story again many times over the years. I, I grew up in a pretty small town, and uh, my dad used to say, "You know, we we need a steakhouse over here. We don't have a steakhouse." <laughs> and and so my dad was right in one regard: the town didn't have a steakhouse. We there was not one there. And if someone opened one up, would some people come? Yes. The answer is yes. Right. Mm-hmm. But I can tell you, there's not enough people, right, <laughs> that would come, and then and then the in the folks you would have to have to drive in to that community. There's really nothing else to bring them there, right? Okay. There, there, there's not another draw that while they're there, they'll have a stake. Okay. Okay. So so again, that's that's knowing that. Just because there's not one doesn't mean the business model for one is 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 good, mm-hmm. right? Because because I can tell you, it's is what's interesting is our, my dad said that to me for years. Somebody finally opened one up, and it didn't last a year and a half, two mm-hmm. years, for, for the very reasons I just said, right? Right. So so you would think, well, there's not one. Must be a great opportunity. Well, no. <laughs> right. So so do that market research. Who who are your who are your customers? What is your market? Where they're coming from? So when you look at the that doing that research and being honest, yes, being critical with yourself yes. and what I hear you saying is um, it's it's not necessarily that you're looking at the experts for those answers, but you may be looking at simply just your inner circle of trusted people that you know. Yes. Uh, your your circle of influence and just understanding from them their perspective. That's right. And getting their input on that. So you're understanding what is it that you want to offer and is it good with that feedback from that inner circle? Yes. And then what what. What's the market or where is the market? Yes. Okay. And, and I'll tell you, here's another reason that market question is so important. And again, I'll use this example I've used years ago. So so let's just think back. Don, you and I can for sure relate to this. 20 or 25 years ago, you wanted to start a shoe store, <laughs> right? So 20, 25 years ago, you wanted to start a, start a shoe store. So you, you, you probably had to survey, what, a 20 to 25 mile radius of where you wanted to locate it and see how many other shoe stores was open, what products they offered, right? To, to assess right. that market and competitors. Well, today, if you want to start a shoe store, you, you know where your competitors are? Probably online. Yes, sir. <laughs> Everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. right? Everywhere. Your, your, your competitors are all over the world and they can get their product just like you can mm. to that end user 
just like you can from all over the world. So, so again, that dynamic has changed. And so assessing that market of where your competitors are, how people shop for that particular product mm-hmm. today, you know, I have to tell you, I, I'm an online shopper. Mm. Well, I say I'm an online shopper. I'm a buyer. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like you know, shopping, actually. You know what right? you want. You go right. get it. <laughs> right? Yeah. And and I want to do it when I want to do it, which may be nine o'clock at night. Right. And and so, uh, and again, what am I typical or, or not typical? I don't know. But But as that business owner, that product or service of knowing your market and where all your um, – potential customers are at and who else is out there. And that is as important today as anything, because again, with the internet, Mm. you know, you've got competitors, probably not just in your town. Uh, You've got lots of competitors out there. So again, that knowing your market is, is huge. And then, and then the competitive competition piece, Mm -hmm. you need to look and see, okay, I'm wanting to sell, Again, I'll keep using my same example. You want to sell this particular type of shoe. Okay, well, what what can you buy it for? Mm-hmm. What's the market tell you you can sell it for? Right? So is there is there some income in there? What kind of expenses will you have with that? So assessing your competitors, because the, your competition, unless you've got a unique product that, that very few or people have, the market's going to set the price for your product for mm-hmm. you, right? Right. And and then then it just comes down to how e- efficiently and effectively mm-hmm. can you manage the cost and the expenses that go with that, right? Um, so knowing your competition. Okay. Uh, so we've researched, we've 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 surveyed our inner circle and. Um, we, we've determined that we've got a market for yep. our product. We know what our competition is. We know what we can buy it for. We know and believe what we can sell it for. Yeah. Um, what about the next thing? Is, okay. it, is it suppliers? Where we where do we get our product you for? You're right on target. That's exactly right. So if if you're if you're going to be um, a kind of a wholesaler, in other words, you're buying a, a product someone's already made, and you're buying the product mm-hmm. to resell. That that makes that process a, a a bit easier. But now, if you're if you're manufacturing or even assembling, so mm-hmm. you're you're getting multiple pieces, pieces and parts, pieces and parts, right? <laughs> that you've got to again either either somehow manufacture or assemble together for that end product that you're mm-hmm. going to go sell. Th- then now you may have multiple suppliers okay. of that. And again, where are they? Uh, Again, who else is using them? What capacity do they have? How, how quick, reliable are how they? How reliable? Another perfect <laughs> one, right? And listen, the reliability, uh, um, y- y- the pandemic showed us, right, from mm-hmm. a supplier standpoint, if if your supplier is overseas, mm-hmm. and, and so now all of a sudden, you know, things that happen not just in the U.S. can affect your supply of this particular part or whatever, right? So, so really assessing that supplier chain and where they are and how quickly they can get it to you, which that, that starts telling you how much inventory you've got to carry, right? Uh, so, so that com- uh, supplier piece is very important to assess that. 
So research, market, competitors, suppliers, all before we even have a conversation with a banker. Remember, that's right. And and that's something. So, you know, potential business owners and business owners are some of the most um, optimistic people you will ever meet. And and in some ways, they've got to be, right? Right. Because of the risk they're willing to take. Mm -hmm. Yes. And so when I... When I said earlier about, you know, is it good to really have a, a, a good assessment of that and have people around you that you feel like you can trust to give you that honest feedback? That's why, because that that potential business owner, that entrepreneur, those folks are motivated, they're driven, and they almost, almost can never see a downside. Mm-hmm. That's just not the way they're built, right? They're right. built to go. Everything looks great. The light is always green. <laughs> I got to go, you know, yeah. all the time. So it's very important to have those people around you. And listen, sometimes as a banker, I I am that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and I don't mean that to be negative. It doesn't have to be negative, but, but again, that trusted banker can be one of those people that that can give you some of that honest feedback. Again, mm-hmm. they they probably have have seen that business in some other, you know, maybe with another customer or something they've had in the past. Mm-hmm. Or again, they they see some trends in related things that that you may need to know that's going to affect your potential business. Also, so um, again, like you said, all that, and you've not talked to the banker yet right. about the loan now. Probably before we delve into that, there, there's there's probably another piece, pre-banker conversation, uh-huh. and that is the, the banker's going to want, especially if it's a new business, right? The banker's going to want some financial information. They're going to want what we call projections. Okay. Right? Which which sounds like a great idea for a follow-up episode, maybe, yeah. of this. Exactly. So we'll go ahead and stop today with the first pre-banker conversation conversation. You got it. And then we'll follow up with the next episode and uh, get into the next step of, of starting a business or looking at starting a new business. Right. So Mitch, thanks for your time today. Thanks, thanks for this information. And thanks to our listeners. Uh, we appreciate the time you've given us today to listen. We want you to stay tuned for the next episode and follow a well-built podcast on our website, builtwell.bank, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. I'm Don Griffin for Built Well Bank. Well-built communities start with well-built banks.